Welcome to Lectionary Living, a way of centering around the Sunday readings and applying the scriptures to everyday life. I'm Barbara Lehman, author and host. Today, I will reflect on the readings for Sunday, March 1. The readings cover a lot of territory on temptations. From the Garden of Eden story to a psalm recommending repentance to Romans chapter 5, to the temptations of Jesus in the desert, sin is center stage. As Lent begins, it is time to consider these readings on how we humans are tempted and the consequences for us. Beginning with perhaps the most complicated reading in Romans 5, Paul describes death as having come through sin. Now, death has been part of the natural world from the dawning of life on this planet, from way before humans inhabited it. In another sense, though, it seems to me that Paul is spot on. Each and every day, we humans often neglect what we aspire to, letting our hopes die, or at least languish, while other things occupy our minds and our time. In this way, we are all too subject to operating as less than the persons we are capable of being. The story of Adam and Eve is itself a case study and how easily we can be led astray. Eve is being convinced by a snake for crying out loud to doubt God. Adam is going along with whatever she says. Together, Adam and Eve are two adults acting like children, throwing away the life they have been given in a fit of immaturity. Jesus shows us another way to operate, a way to stay fully alive. It is not an easy way. Being fully alive means several things. First, being fully able to experience pain and sadness. When the tempter offers bread to Jesus after a long fast, it is his willingness to embrace the pain of hunger that keeps him from succumbing to temptation. Much sin begins with avoiding one's own emotions rather than finding, acknowledging, and thoughtfully considering them. Being fully alive means being mortal with no expectation to be exempt from the rules that everyone has to follow. When the tempter offers Jesus superhuman powers, the appeal is the same process as for any of us. Hoping for the universe to bend itself to our needs just this once, these hopes do not necessarily involve cosmic events. An example from my own life is wanting the bus to come a few minutes late on days when I'm behind. In wanting circumstances to align with my own needs, I lose sight of reality and the chance to be fully alive in it. Being fully alive also involves staying the course. In the third temptation, Jesus is offered worldly glory, the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. But there was a cost. Jesus would have to worship and adhere to the tempter's principles, giving up his own. For Jesus, this was a non-starter. For many of us, the trading of principles for rewards may seem practical or inconsequential. The reality, though, is that trading one's principles away always leaves one less than fully alive. Being fully alive means at least one more thing. It means practicing all of the above. It means enough experience choosing the right path that it becomes the automatic way to operate. Jesus did not have to ask the tempter for a day or two to think it over. Each time he knew who he was 
and how he would manage himself. How does one get to this human Carnegie Hall? Practice. I will close here with some questions to think about this week. These questions help me to center myself around what I'm trying to do with my life. I hope you'll find them useful also. In the morning, how can I be more fully alive today? What could I practice? In the evening, what temptations did I notice today? What can I learn from how Jesus managed to stand up to temptations? May your reflections on these questions make you more fully alive.